Welcome to a very special episode of the Lesbian Review Podcast. And it's very special because I've got my very special woman with me. Tamara's joining me today because as a fellow person that reads lots of books, bibliophile, thought lover, and knows big words, Tamara's actually the co-founder of the Lesbian Review, in a way. Because while she doesn't read lesfic exclusively the way I do, she does do all the cool things that I don't do. Like the images, the graphic design, the website design, the marketing sort of side of things. And... She is my partner in all criminal things. Activities. Indeed. Today we're talking incidental lesbians. Why it's important to have them in lesfic. Why I want to see more of them in three awesome books that actually have incidental lesbian main characters. That you all should run out and go and read right now because they're really great books. Links to the books will be in the show notes. notes. Absolutely. Alright, tomorrow. So let's start off with what is an incidental lesbian. An incidental lesbian is someone who just happens to be a lesbian and they're the main character of the book. That's right. But their lesbianism isn't their defining feature, so the story doesn't revolve around them being a lesbian. Um, it's like things don't happen to them because they're a lesbian. Yes. It's just part of who they are. Now, we're not saying that lesbians, you know, the fact that the characters are lesbians should be ignored or any of that sort of stuff. What we're saying is that it's not romances and it's not coming out stories. We're talking main characters where they are lesbian, but that does not drive the story. And you see, the problem is that this phenomenon actually extends to stuff outside of lesbianism. Well, outside of lesbians, rather. It extends to people who are minorities or are from different countries than to the mainstream um, like, for example, if you read a book that's about a South African character, it tends to be super South African. It's the most South African thing that ever was. It's true. And I, for one, would love to see South African books about incidental South Africans. Absolutely, but let's not get off track here. Why it's important to have incidental lesbians is because it normalizes lesbians in fiction. Mm-hmm. And it helps to cross over. So if you're not focused on the sexual identity of a person or identity in that way, if you're focused more on them being a cop or an adventurer or a soldier, whatever it is, that is what people connect to, mm-hmm. not their sexual identity. And that helps you cross over to mainstream because mainstream readers don't understand falling in love as a lesbian. They don't understand what it's like coming out. Mm. And it's not that they won't read books that have lesbian characters. It's just understandably they don't want to be reading a romance if they've been sold a thriller yes exactly all right so incidental lesbians are the future of where i'd like to see more and more books and it's not that i don't like romances ladies so please don't send me hate mail i love romances but i think the incidental lesbian shows the beginning of a maturing of the lesbic sector Mm -hmm. and we need to expand the genres within it because we need to have a big pool to play in. Why should lovers of mysteries or thrillers or of sci-fi be relegated to reading what is usually a hetero book just because um, there isn't something available in lesfic? Exactly. And I'm very happy to say that we are getting some fantastic science fiction coming out. We're getting some brilliant thrillers, mysteries. And my first book is actually... What the author terms a fantasy of manners. Okay. It's fantastic. And the book is Daughter of Mystery by Heather Rose Jones. Okay. I'm going to read you my synopsis, like what I wrote on my review. 
Daughter of Mystery by Heather Rose Jones is the first book in the Alpinia series. It's about Barbara and Armin, bodyguard, to the Baron Savise and Marguerite, the Baron's goddaughter. They are brought together in the days before the Baron's death to find their lives forever altered at the reading of his will. Now, there is a very small part of this book that is the romance that develops between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The fact that they are lesbian does play into the story, but it isn't the whole story. Mm. There's a mystery around who Barbara's father really was. And that's the driving there's, point of the story. There's, well, there's so many interesting factors in it. And what I love about this particular book is it's set in an imaginary country, you know, in a country that Heather Rose Jones made up, that's sort of plonked in the middle of Europe. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of actual European historical type of elements brought into the story. Okay. But there's little bits of magic as well, like actual magic, like... Yes, <laughs> which is where the fantasy element comes in. Okay. And there's grand balls, and there's all sorts of like phenomenal and fantastic things. And the way she weaves the story is phenomenal. Like I can't even tell you. I was sitting at one point reading this book, and I was like, "How is she going to tie up all of these threads that she's got going?" And she did it masterfully. Okay. So, who would love this kind of book? Anybody that likes historical type of things, anybody that likes fantasy with a, a little bit more of a history sort of an element. Okay. Anybody that finds The Three Musketeers kind of exciting, that's the sort of reader that should be reading this. Awesome. Great book. In fact, in my review, I said, I wish Tolkien could have written like this, because then I would have probably liked his books more. <laughs> uh, let the avalanche be good. I know, right? I love discovering Alpinia. And the world that Jones built was rich and textured. It was great fun learning about how to create mysteries. And that's where the sort of magical element comes in. It's around Marguerite discovering that she can create mysteries, which are kind of like prayers. Okay. But that have a mystical element to them. So Barbara, on the one hand, is a character with a very much more grounded... She's a bodyguard, you know, she fences and that kind of thing. She rides horses, she wears men's clothing... And on on the flip side, you've got Marguerite, who's got the the more magical elements. Okay. Gorgeous. I just love this book. So, yes, they're both kind of incidental lesbians. There's a minor romance, but it's not the driving force behind the, the main stories. Excellent. So, what is your pick? My pick is Forsaken Trust by Meredith Dwench. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. And it's part of the Luce Hansen series. It's a thriller, and this is number two in the series. I actually went into this not realizing it was a series, which is amazing, because I usually hate going into the middle of a series, but this book can stand alone, and I think that's a testament to Meredith's writing. Okay. Okay. So the book is about Luce, who is a special agent with the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, and she is after a serial killer in Wallace Lake, Ohio, who is killing women and leaving them in rivers to be found. So she is on the lookout for this serial killer, and that's what the story is about. So it's her and her team of detectives. So it's her, a rookie detective who is also a lesbian, and the medical examiner who also happens to be a lesbian. Throughout the whole story, romance is never a driving factor. Luce has an ex who um, comes into the story every now and then. Being lesbian doesn't factor into their abilities or what they are capable of doing or the main storyline. No, like there is a little bit of 
a chemistry between Luce and the medical examiner, which for Zodian and Isles fans, come read this book and get an actual lesbian <laughs> romance, potentially. Okay. Um, but it's never a driving thing in the book, and the romance is actually never realised, at least not in this book. It's a tiny spark, but that's it. And I get the feeling that even if it were realised, it wouldn't be the main thrust of the book. I don't think so, because nothing happens to her because she's a lesbian. She isn't a better detective because she's a lesbian. That's got nothing to do with it. Her history with her father comes into it. Her um, boss, who is a older male detective, comes into it. And that's something else that I like. It's a really well-fleshed-out world in terms of characters. Um, even though there do happen to be three lesbians on her team, which they actually joke about in the book, that the whole world isn't lesbian. And they just happen to be lesbian, it's not. Yes. And there's these men in the story, and they're good men. Fantastic. You know, um, so... Who would like it? Um, anyone who loves thrillers, I think. Mm-hmm. People who like um, things like Rosalian Isles, I think CSI, if that kind of stuff grabs your attention, read it. Fantastic. Alright, so the last book that I am talking about today is No Good Reason by Carrie Hunter. This is the first novel in the Dark Peak series. It introduces Senna Jensen and Meg Fielding. So Senna's a detective and Meg is a doctor, and they're best friends and they have been for a long time. Occasionally they're friends with benefits. And they're both terrified of ruining their friendship by becoming a couple so they keep things as they are. This particular book, because this is the first in the series, mm-hmm. centers around Santa who goes out running one day and discovers a woman who's barely alive after a fall off a cliff. Her hands are bound and she's not wearing much clothing. Santa's part of the team to investigate the kidnapping while Meg tries to keep the woman alive at the hospital. When the woman wakes up and begins to speak, what she says turns Santa's world on its head and Santa realizes that time could be running out for her to catch the kidnapper. So this is really a... It's a thriller, but it's a, it's one of those that is time-based. Mm. She realizes she only has a certain amount of time before something else really bad happens. <laughs> okay, I, I can't say what it is because mm. it will it ruin the plot. So basically the two main characters, well the main character and her semi-main co-star, are both lesbians. And they have a deep love for each other, but they're not necessarily in love with each other. Mm. Well, sort of. I get the feeling that Santa's definitely in love with Meg, but doesn't want to ruin anything. But that doesn't drive the story at all. What drives the story is trying to catch the bad guy. Mm. So any of these three books, I believe, you could take and put into mainstream and people would love them. Mm. Hetero people would love them. If you love reading thrillers, you'll like these books, you know. Yeah. Well, this one, your one. And if you like reading sort of fantasy of manners type books and thoughts of mysteries that... I would like to see more incidental lesbians in lesbic. I really would. I think it will show a maturity to the genre. Mm. I really do think so. Um, And also, people wanting books that are not romance-based. And I think this is important. And I think as readers of lesbian books, as lesbians, as others who are not lesbian and read lesbian books, I think we need to realise that not all books with lesbian characters are going to have a romance in it. And that's okay. And that's normal. I mean, it's not normal, but it's necessary. And the reason it's necessary is because it normalizes in the wo- us in the world in a non-sexual context. Mm. And, you know, if you pick up one of these books and you read it and you 
enjoy it for what it is awesome but don't complain that there is no romance if you want a romance read a romance there are enough romances yes but don't ask authors to make every book a romance i agree with that i don't think it's healthy for the for the genre to expect romance in every book because what happens is you stifle lesbians into a category of it must have some sort of sexual storyline in order to make it lesbian yes and we're more than that mm-hmm. anyway all right good I'm Sheena, and this is Tamara, and today she was joining me on the Lesbian Review Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. That's all for today. Bye. Bye. So, today, we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, other than my wife, and that is... Your cat. He is near and dear to my heart, you're right. Mostly because he sits on top of her. Welcome to Not Let's Talk About It. You are my special woman. <laughs>